Are you asking what your marriage can do for you? Well, it's time to start asking what can you do for your marriage? Hey all you husbands and wives out there, this is Anna Hafen, your host and creator of They Chose Love. I am so glad you found your way to us. Here, we'll discuss how strong marriages can become even stronger, how committed couples can get the spark back in their relationship, and how you can start feeling more like a couple again, when maybe you've been feeling more like roommates. It doesn't matter where you are today in your marriage, this is your journey to create the marriage of your dreams. Are you ready to start? It all begins with you. Welcome to They Chose Love. Listeners, welcome to They Chose Love. This is Anna Hafen with episode four. We are going to talk about love languages. These are very interesting to me. I know they get talked about quite a bit, but there's a new little trick I learned about them that I think is really interesting and I want to share it with you today. So if you don't know what these are, these are a really interesting tool by author Gary Chapman. And in his book, he described these as the way to express heartfelt commitment to your mate. I love that. I think it's so great to know how to express commitment, how to express love to our partner. So just to go over them quickly, the five love languages are gifts, physical touch, words of affirmation, service, and quality time. So according to Gary Chapman, these are five ways that we show love and also five ways we receive love. Everybody's different, so it's important to find out what yours is and also what your spouse's is so you can give and receive love in a healthy way. So two little things I wanted to add about these love languages. I feel like two of them for some reason have kind of a negative connotation with them. In my opinion, gifts and physical touch seem a little looked down on for whatever reason. Gifts, maybe people think that's kind of a selfish love language and they're just like high maintenance and just want you to buy stuff for them. But I don't see it that way. I feel like if my love language is not gifts, but if it were and my husband was just at the store and bought me flowers or bought me a candy bar he thought I might like, or whatever. It just means he was thinking about me. I think that's pretty sweet. So I don't think that has to do with selfishness. It's just a way that people receive love. And the other one I think that kind of has a negative tie to it is physical touch. I feel like people say, oh, you like physical touch. Oh, like you're just some creeper who always wants to have sex pretty much but it's not always tied to sex. It can be holding hands on a walk. It can be giving your husband a massage. It can mean cuddling during a movie. It can mean sex too, obviously, but I feel like that's all people associate it with. And then they also seem to assume that every guy, his love language is physical touch. And I don't really think that's true either. So anyways, those are just two little disclaimers I wanted to add. So, how do you find your love language? 
there's an obvious way you can do it. You could obviously just sit down and say, okay, what do I like? What do I like my husband or my wife to do for me? And once you figure out what you like them to do, you could tie that with a love language. So you could say, oh, I love when my wife has a nice home-cooked meal for me when I get home. That would be service. She served you by making you that food. So that's one obvious way that you can figure it out. The second way I want to talk about today, and this is what I just think is so interesting. I just learned this recently. But a way that you can find out your love language is by doing the opposite also. So think about something your spouse does that drives you completely crazy and that could be tied to your love language. Um, I'm going to give you a few examples. This just happened like 10 minutes ago. I'm not even kidding. I was just talking to my husband at the kitchen table and I feel like we're having this great conversation and things are driving and then he pulls his phone out and in my mind the conversation just ends like we're done. And it drives me crazy when he does that. And I think the reason it drives me crazy is because my love language is quality time. So when he pulls his phone out while we're having quality time, it tells me that, oh, time's up, we're done. And that just drives me crazy. Another example could be if your spouse says something to you that is really hurtful some people, they can have people yell at them and insult them and it doesn't really even phase them. They don't really think about it. But if your spouse says something to you like, oh my gosh, that was a really stupid thing you did. And if that just really hurts and cuts deep, maybe your love language is words of affirmation and you're not getting those positive, kind words from your spouse. And that's why that hurts so much. So just look at things that your spouse does or maybe things that really hurt you or offend you. Obviously, don't dwell on these all day. They're just kind of a little tool to help you find your love language. And maybe the thing that bothers you is tied to your love language. Uh, one more example I'm going to share. This is really interesting to me because this works with kids too. We have three kids and our middle son, he is four now, but pretty much from like the week he was born till about a year ago, he was a very, very difficult child. He didn't want me to hold him. He didn't like when I was around. He didn't like me feeding him. And as he got older, we just butted heads and he did not like me being around him, which was really hard because I'm a stay-at-home mom and I'm kind of there all day and he would be miserable all day till his dad got home and it was really difficult. So recently I was learning more about these love languages and this opposite idea was brought up and they said, yeah, think of the thing that your kid hates or the thing that you can discipline them with and see if that's tied to their love language. So I was thinking about my middle child and I realized that the only way we can discipline him is by spanking him. And I know that's terrible. There's so many anti-spankers out there. But really, there was 
nothing else he would respond to. And if we even threatened to spank him, he would instantly listen to what we wanted him to do. It worked so fast. So when I was learning about these love languages, I thought, oh my gosh, I wonder if his is physical touch because the only thing that resonates with him is when we spank him. And sure enough, I started doing experiments when I got home after learning about these. I would just go sit next to him on the couch and put my arm around him. Or I would lay by him before bed at night. Or we would wrestle more. Whatever it was, I would just try to do things that I was intentionally hugging him or touching him or being in really close proximity with him. And ever since I started doing that, it just switched with him. He is a completely different kid now and it is so crazy to me. So this does work with kids too. Try to find out what your child's trying to tell you through their love language. Like maybe you get in a fight with a daughter and she storms off into her room and you don't see her for a few hours. So maybe to her, her love language is quality time because in her mind, she's withdrawing time from you. And to her, that's a big deal if that's her love language. So just see how they're acting when they're in trouble or things that really affect them that you do. And it could be tied to their love language. It's just kind of an interesting little experiment. Uh, but why is this so important? It's important to know your spouse's love language because you can do things that are associated with other love languages, but if it's not something that resonates with your spouse, it's just going to fall on deaf ears and it won't mean anything really. Like I could tell my husband a thousand times a day that I love you. I love you. You're such a hard worker. I appreciate you. And I really don't think it means a whole lot because words of affirmation is not his love language. And I could plan date nights with him. I could do all sorts of things that have to do with quality time. And again, that really doesn't mean a lot. But service and gifts, those are important to him. Like the other day, I came home with this new little video game of Oregon Trail. Do you guys remember that old computer game? They have it on like a handheld version now. It's super cool. It looks really retro. And anyways, I went and bought that for him because we both used to play that when we were little. And that was meaningful to him because I got him a gift and it was an act of service that I did for him. So that's why these are so important, because you need to know how your spouse receives love. And if they know how you receive love, then you can start working together to really communicate uh, your heartfelt commitment to each other, like Gary Chapman says. So I'm just going to challenge you guys, sit down with your spouse, take one of these online quizzes and figure out which one yours is, and talk about ways you can Tell each other you love each other in a really meaningful and positive way. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more daily marriage tips, date night ideas, and couple spotlights, jump over to Instagram and follow me at they.chose.love.